Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Travel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Dunkelquartic, pastor of Rima Chapel, Belfort, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. But today we want to talk about walking with the Lord, do's and don'ts. Walking with the Lord, do's and don'ts. You know, why do Christians experience disappointments, frustrations? Why is it that sometimes Christians pray for a long time for a particular issue to be dealt with and it doesn't seem as if the Lord is a... I don't know the echo. But it doesn't seem as if... So it doesn't seem as if the Lord is, uh, is, is quick to answer. Why is that so? Why is it that God has promised us certain things and yet we don't see him to see some of those things come to pass? As a matter of fact, sometimes what we see seems to be the very opposite of what the Lord has promised us. And so we want to, or I, I hope to try and address some of these issues in today's preaching. But as you know already, in roughly 30-35 minutes, that's all there is going to be. So Psalm 103, the verses 7 and 8, reads, He made his ways known unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Verse 8, The Lord is merciful and gracious, Slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Hallelujah. You know, most of the time, things don't happen to us the way they should because of the level of knowledge that we have. You know, they say knowledge is power. And the truth is that in the realms of the spirit, knowledge is actually power. Except let me clarify it. Head knowledge is not power. Because head knowledge has to do with the physical realm. But spiritual knowledge has to do with the spirit realm. And so, if you understand that real power is spiritual power, then you understand that really, real power to a person is when he has his spiritual antenna properly working and in their proper uh, what do you call it? In their, 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 their proper uh, frequency. Hallelujah. So, so, so uh, let me just say then that in as much as uh, head knowledge is a kind of power that helps us to get certain things established, even more so, spiritual knowledge is also spiritual power. And uh, most of the time, People fail to say this, but spiritual knowledge supersedes natural knowledge. The man with spiritual knowledge will whip the man with her knowledge every day. And when I say every day, I mean every day. There's never going to be a time when the man with spiritual knowledge will ever bow or play second fiddle to a man who has head knowledge. Hallelujah. And why is that so? Because head knowledge is limited. That spiritual knowledge is not limited. 
So you see, when the Bible says the Lord is merciful and gracious, how do we understand it? Because you see, first and foremost, we need to know this God that we are working with. And your level of knowledge of God will also be expressed in the level of confidence that you have with God. Why is it that some people are able to make their boast in the Lord and others can't? Why is it that some people can, 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 can be so bold about God almost to the point where some people will say they are arrogant? And yet, God will still honor what they say. Why is that so? It is so because there is a certain level of knowledge that they have about God that the people who are observing them do not have. So when we say God is merciful and gracious, what do we mean? How do you see the God that you worship? How do you see him? Who is he to you? Is he the almighty God, the one who has power to do all things? Well, he may seem so to you, but may I announce to you that that is not how God wants to be known. God does not want to be known as the almighty God, the great God who can do all things. He doesn't want to be known that way. The only people who want to be known that there are some powerful somebody doing something are people whose power is actually limited. But the one who has unlimited power, his goal is not going, to, is not going around there trying to make an impression with how powerful he is. It is good to say God is great, but do you know that God wants to be known more as the God who is gracious than the God who is great? Because you see, power does not attract unless it is only fake people who want to take advantage of their power. But do you know that graciousness attracts? What does it mean to be gracious? When we say the Lord is gracious, what we actually mean is that this God is predisposed or he has a natural tendency to want to show favor to people. Hallelujah. It means that when you are approaching God, the first thing you must know is that God is looking for an opportunity to show you favor. It is as if God has got his warehouse or, or his, uh, his, uh, what, his shop so full of favor that he got to dispose of some to get you know, the business moving, to get the turnover flowing. So that God is always on the lookout to bestow favors on people. That is what it means to say that God is gracious. And please understand that there are many, 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 many people or many, many, many persons around God. There are the holy ones. Is God too good to them? Yes. The angels who serve God, none of them can ever accuse God of he not being good to them. God is good to them, he's gracious to them, he's merciful to them. And every time God is a blessing to him, to them. Angels don't worship God because God has got power and they know that if you don't worship God, then you are going to be in trouble. He's going to punish you. No. They worship God because it is their free will to choose to do so. They look at God and they are pleased with everything he does for them. 
They know that God watches their back. They know that God is always there for them. And they worship him aside. Listen, my dear friends, there are millions of angels. But though there are millions of angels, it is not enough to be clearing God's warehouse as fast as God would want it clear. So that fresh mercies can come in. Fresh graces can come in. Because of that, the Bible said that look at Psalm 145, the verse number 8 and 9. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. You know what compassion is? Compassion is mercy and mercy is compassion. You cannot differentiate mercy from compassion. When uh, you are filled with compassion towards somebody, you will show them mercy. When your compassion is moving you, you will act mercifully, not judgmentally towards anybody. So, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. And listen to the next. Slow, slow. Listen, when God says something is slow, it's slow. Hallelujah. Now, what I, what I mean to say is, how many of you know that uh, a thousand years is like one day before God? So, when God is saying slow, you can count your thousand years and it's still not slow to him. Am I talking to somebody? So, the Lord is God, slow to anger. Slow to anger. Listen, God is not your papa. I mean, biologically speaking. Because some of these are our papas, you know already. When they have a bad day in their office and they are coming home, you know, it's like they want to release some tension. It's just looking for an occasion. Some dress that should not be in the hall and it's lying on the sofa there. Who put this in here? And believe me, something is going to happen to somebody. And until somebody is shedding tears, the man is not happy. We have been brought up by certain people who, once you hear the particular sound of their car, to open the gate, you just know everybody has better be in order because there will be fireworks in the house. God is not your father. He's not that kind of father. So please, when you begin to walk with God that, with that kind of image and mindset, no wonder you pray many times, but your prayers are not answered. No wonder you expect many things from God, but very few things come through. No wonder certain things happen to you, and you are like, will God, will God, will God. Listen to me, my dear friends. When you are the kind of person who has a tendency to do something, it just means that the least opportunity you get, you will do what you have the tendency to do. Am I talking to somebody? My dear friends, listen. Listen very well. God has every right to leave us in our sins so that we will perish and die in our sins. Because if God said, don't eat of the fruit of this tree, because I am telling you for sure, the day you will eat, you will surely die. 
Also, do preserve a shoe, the Germans will say. When you eat, then uh, you should just face the consequences of your own music. And God has every right to say, okay, they act it, let them face the consequences. After all, I know how I created the first man. I can do away with them and start all over again. Am I speaking something strange? Didn't God tell Moses that Moses, look, leave me alone and let me consume these people in a moment. And I will start all over with you. Didn't God say that? So if God said that, he could have done the same thing with Adam. But guess what? God didn't want to do that. Because he knew Adam. Adam was a person to God. Adam was not numbers. You are not a number to God. You are an individual who God knows so well, even more than you know yourself. So please, don't get up and when things are going against you and things are happening all around you, then you begin to put on self-pity. They say, uh, uh, oh, me, me alone. You know, why me? Me, things about me. You know, let me try to put it in a way. They say, as for us, as for us, things about us is always tough. It comes with a battle. Well, you may say that about the background you are coming from, but God wasn't part of the battle that ever came before you got any blessing. Any blessing that came to you and it came with a fight, God was not in the fight. Can I come again? Anything that somebody will want to give it to you free means he's giving it to you graciously. And you don't need to do one thing for him to do you what he will give to you. So you see, when God is gracious with his gifts, then every blessing that comes to you and comes with a fight, God was not part of that fight. Are you listening very well? Sometimes a person gets sick. And uh, the doctors are not giving you any, any hope or any chance. And then you are like, well, 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 uh, I know God has the power to heal. There's no Christian who doesn't believe that God has power to heal. But far too many Christians think that maybe God will not heal them. Maybe. Maybe God will not come through for you. Well, did God save you because you began to do good? Did he say you because now all of a sudden you just remember how to do good, you put your house in order. The Americans will say you put your act together. Was that so? But the Bible said that even whilst we were just sinners, Christ died for us. So please, if you are coming to the God that I am serving, begin to know him. Because your knowledge will determine your attitude. And your attitude will determine how far you go with him. God exists forever in a state of entire consecration to pour forth blessings upon his creatures whenever it's possible to do so. I want us to explore this thought. So I will say it again. God exists forever, or he forever exists in a state of entire consecration to pour for blessings upon his creatures 
whenever it is possible for him to do so. Let's explore, let's explore this thought. What does it mean? It means that God can bless you and your whole house and still he will not be bankrupt. And the fact that God has got so much blessing actually means that he has set himself apart that he will be known as the blesser. The one who blesses. The one who does good things. The Bible said every good gift and every perfect gift. Where does it come from? Good. So if that is the case about God, then when I need something good and I'm not getting, I am not getting it not because God doesn't want to give me, but because some things are out of order. Are we getting somewhere with this thought? How many of you understand that when God had wanted to bless Israel according to scripture, then the sin of Ephraim was discovered. So the fact is that anytime God is about to bless, he has to act in, how would you put it? He has to act I'm trying to look for a simple word. But I, I may say it and break it down. He has to act in consonance with himself. He has to act in keeping with who he is. Because as, as, as a father, he has absolute love for his children. Even for the children that go astray, God is not looking for them to die. Listen, when you sin and something wrong is happening to you, don't go ahead and say, God is killing me, God is punishing me. The only time God may allow that punishment, and please understand the word allow. Allow does not mean initiate. Am I talking to somebody? <laughs> so when God allows something to be happening to you because of the bad thing that you have done, he is allowing you not because he hates you because you did bad, but he is allowing you because he loves you so much, he still wants to finally have you with him. Some people think God is looking for an occasion to send you to hell. No, but God is looking for every reason and every occasion to make sure you make heaven. Has anybody read Luke chapter 12, the verse number 32? Luke 12, 32. What did God say there? Could you tell your Bible there? Luke chapter 12, the verse number 32. It is your father's what? Good pleasure. What he said there actually was, don't be afraid. And he used the word little flock. Or in other words, even if you happen to be in the minority, and it's like everybody is against you, they can't stop you from getting to heaven. So he said, be not afraid, little flock. It is what your father's good pleasure. Is somebody there? So can we say it together? It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do you know what happens in the kingdom? Just look at heaven. There is no sorrow, there is no weeping there. If you are sorrow, sorrow, weeping, weeping right now, you need to push through so that the sorrow will turn to joy. Did I talk to somebody? Yes, 
The fact that we do not understand the heart of God is the reason why we doubt God when we are feeling challenges. How many of you know that if you don't trust your doctor, he won't be your first choice when you are sick? Or let me put it another way. When, when this COVID showed up, there were some of you who would have been quick to go to hospital for certain things that, that, uh, that, uh, that you used to go to hospital that time. But the moment COVID showed up, people are like, ah, but this is not such a big thing that I should go to hospital now. What about if I go there and then I go and pick this COVID from there? So they were not willing to go there for the simple reason that there can be something very bad out there that I can go and exchange for this my small thing. Let me, let me just keep my tilo. Oh, People think that way because they do not have confidence in the system like they used to have confidence in it. And I want to say that your confidence level determines how you will approach God. How many of you know that Jesus had to be poor? Is poverty the power that saves the sinner? Was it not the blood of Jesus that saved the sinner? So why, why be poor? Why be poor at all? For what reason? Or is it the poverty that generated the blood? Whereby he will, he will save it? But the Bible said this man, he knew what it means to walk on the streets of gold. But for your sake and for my sake, he had to... You know, discipline himself to walk in poverty. Meaning that even when it came to paying taxes, sometimes you have to look to God to perform miracles in order to pay taxes. Just so that you don't have to live your life that way. If you are happy with poverty, you are making poverty vows. You don't understand God. You don't know God. You don't know the kind of God that we are serving. And here we are. We have to be begging before we get there. Listen, our church in Mulheim, their place is their property. So because it is their property, when they gave the permission that they can start church again and then give the conditions, all they have to do is observe the conditions and start. And guess what? They are having services and they are enjoying we couldn't just get up and say we are coming for services. Why? Because the people who are hosting us, even they themselves, they haven't started holding services. And we will just get up and we say we are coming for service. That's great about So we couldn't come for service because we didn't really have the keys to the place per se. My dear friends, that is not what it's supposed to be for the Christian life. The church of God is supposed to be strong enough that it is able to take care of other people who are weak. If we ourselves are in the situation where we have to be carrying a pan to go around, begging, 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 colon, they put in a coin, colon, 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 you see? When it's time for offering, if we put a bowl, that uh, metal bowl, you will hear the coins when they go in. That just tells you that we have not really got to the place where God wants us to go. And I'm challenging you, my dear friends, it's time we begin to change our thinking. Why is it so critical to change our thinking? If we don't change our thinking today, how many 
many of you know that in this COVID that has come, some Christians have, have, have been attacked with it, but they have survived. And they didn't survive because they are strong, whatever. But because this God is a covenant keeper. And if somebody is looking to God to keep his covenant, he will keep it. And I'm saying some of these things so that you begin to have an understanding that nobody can destroy you unless you allow ignorance to come between you and God. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they bring. If evil men decide that they don't like for us to be meeting, so they covidize themselves and they come in here with the view to come and spread COVID among us, it should be our privilege in Christ that they can shake your hands anyhow, they can do whatever they, 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 they can do in order to contaminate normal people. But for you, it is like pouring water on a dog's back. Did I, did I speak to somebody? We're supposed to be the people who know that our God overrules everything. And he doesn't just do it because he has the power to do it. He does it because he's willing to do it. He's happy to do it. Micah chapter 7. The verse number 18 and 19. Who is a God like you? Who forgives iniquity and passes over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retains not his anger forever. Why? Because he delights in mercy and loving kindness. Hallelujah. When are you going to really come to terms with the fact that God delights in mercy? When are you going to come to terms with the fact that Unless and until you condemn yourself, God doesn't condemn you. When are you going to come to terms with the fact that God is on your side and not against you? When are you going to come to terms? Because when you come to terms on those areas in your life, you are afraid of nothing. You fear nothing. It doesn't matter what is coming against you. You are not afraid. You know why? Because if God be for us, who can be against us? And I want to challenge you, my dear friends. Israel didn't come to that kind of mindset and it created a lot of problems within them and God. When they should be expecting God to come through because they know his nature. Oh no, they are not doing that. They are complaining. And every time they complain, it means that they are questioning who he is. God is never pleased when we question who he is and what he can do. Uh, the verse number 19 said he will again have compassion on us he will subdue and tread underfoot our iniquities you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea hallelujah so listen sin is not the issue or sin should never be the issue between you and God when you allow sin to become an issue between you and God, you are just blocking your own blessing. Because anytime you sin, God is not surprised. He knows you will sin. So when you sin, he has already made provision. Some of you were here last week when we were talking about the two loaves that uh, the people were waving on the day of Pentecost. That this was the bread that has got living in it. 
Now, we said that one bread represented uh, the Gentile church, and then the other bread represented the Jewish or the natural Abrahamic biological children. And God knew that even as biological children of Abraham, they will see. And God also knows that we also, we can't do any better. So those two bread, there was levy in it. And yet they wavy before the Lord. My dear friends, listen. Your problem and my problem is that when we sin, we are not quick to go to God to agree with God. That is our problem. And I'm challenging you, my dear friends. When you sin, sin hurts. Sin creates pain. When you are in your pain, God is in your pain with you. God feels the pain. And as a result of he feeling the pain, that is why he asks to take you out of it. It is time, my dear friends, for us to know that the only person who will come accusing us is the devil. And for that matter, can I, can I deviate a little bit and tell you, don't go around accusing your children. If you say something, say it because you have evidence. Don't say it because it's like you feel so, you think so, you suspect so. If you think something, you feel something, you suspect something, just ask questions. Are you, are, do you understand what I mean? Because it is easy to become the devil's advocate. To say for the devil what he wants to say so that he can put a spirit of condemnation on people. My dear friends, we are more than conquerors. Because we have a God who will not give up on us. Would you say to somebody by you, God will not give up on you? Can you turn to another person and say, God will never give up on you? So you see, if God would never give up on you, then we should know that God is like a hunter. And every hunter doesn't see an animal before they go into the bush to hunt. They go in the, into the bush with the view that definitely some animals will come out and they are looking for something to hunt. Well, when God goes out, what does he hunt for? He's hunting for people who have the kind of heart towards him. And you know what? He doesn't show, shoot arrows that kill. He shoots arrows of blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles chapter 16, the verse number 9 said, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. It's not just Africa, the whole earth. To do what? To show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are blameless towards him. You have done foolishly in this. Therefore, from now on, you shall have wars. Instead of looking to God, because if God did something for you, he can repeat himself. There is nothing God has done before that he cannot repeat. Hallelujah. If God has done one thing for you before, let that thing be a strong foundation on which you build your life. Every time you are making your testimony, make reference to that thing that God has done and make your boast and say, the God that delivered me from the lion, the God that delivered me from the bear, that God will take your hand down, you go there. The eyes of the Lord, they move to and fro like a hunter does. And all he wants to do is to do good. When are you going to get to the place where 
you open up your heart, your heart and your life for good. Because you see, when God begins to do good, it makes God look good. But it makes you also look good. And God wants to lift you up as a showcase for his goodness. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? God wants to change situations around you. The thing that causes pain, the thing that causes uh, uh, tears, and causes maybe sometimes uh, seasons of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is good if it is to help you to know God better. But if prayer and fasting is the only way we are dealing with the issues in our life, there is still something lacking. There are times when you are close enough to God that God will fight your enemies without you yourself knowing it. And we should understand that God, God, God respects relationship. God respects relationship. Okay, so finally, one of the things we need to get to is if you want to please him, remove obstacles out of the way of the exercise of his benevolence. If you really want to please God, then anything at all that will block the blessing of God to come your way, remove it. Because this person is so happy blessing you that all he wants to do is to bless you. So anything at all that will hinder the blessing, remove it. Once you remove it, heaven will be jubilating. You know why? Because God will be demonstrating to the angels why he died for man and he never died for the angels. Can I come again? The angels are still looking at the fact that they sinned. And those who sinned, they lost their place forever. Yet, we the human beings, we sinned. And God put on the garment of a human being, came to live among men and died for men. And they are like, what is this? So you see, God is trying to have an opportunity among men so that he can show the angels a thing or two why he handles men the way he does. Please, when you give God the opportunity to bless you, he will be very happy. As a matter of fact, when you open the door for God to bless you, he doesn't even wait. Listen, the book of Acts says that in Acts chapter 10, when Cornelius sent to Peter so that he will come and come and preach the gospel to them, what did the Bible say? The Bible said that while Peter was still in the process of preaching, the man didn't even finish his preaching to make an altar call. And God's most precious gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. God just poured out his most precious gift upon the people. He just poured it out. Because all God was waiting for is for the people to get to a place where they have the level of faith that is required. And the moment the faith was there, boom, God dropped the blessing upon them. And the disciples are like, huh? We didn't finish the sermon, God. But God was eager to do it. This is how you must understand how God is eager to bless you. Am I talking to somebody at all? Oh, I, I pray that you, 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 you catch the spirit. Because if you catch the spirit of who God is, you are never going to have one day of depression in your life again forever. 
Because when depressions are coming, when challenges are coming, when issues are coming, you will go to God, knowing that God will not turn his back on you. God will not reject you. God is not going to say, hey, come on, let's make account now. Let's look at reasons why you should, we should delay this your thing. No, God is always looking for reasons why he should do anything and do it instantly. God will bless you quicker than you think. God will bless you faster than you can imagine. Because that is who he is. When are you going to get to the place where you understand that anything that has delayed, hasn't delayed because of God, it has delayed because of you? Please, I want to encourage you. My time is up. But I had wanted also to talk about certain things which we are not to do. I didn't finish talking about who God is. I wanted to lay that foundation. Because if you lay the foundation, people know and understand who God is. Now, you will understand why God will do some things and not do some things. For example, you will understand easily why when some people decided to discriminate against Moses because he went and married a black woman, God was not happy with them. Am I talking to somebody? So, God willing, I think we will explore this thing next week. But I pray that God has touched somebody's life. I pray that some doubts are gone. Some fears are gone. I pray that you walk out of this place bold and confident. I pray that if anybody is looking for a miracle, he will know that God is ready to give you that miracle more than you yourself can, 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 can have the ability to receive. That if somebody is looking to be healed, God is actually on, on is it on your marks they call it? Is doing the wishing bolt to rush to you and give you the healing that you need. If you are looking for a breakthrough, you are looking for an opening. You are looking for something to shift in your life. You are looking for something to change your family. God is the wishing bolt, willing to come to your aid faster than you think. Question is, will you make it possible for Him? Will you remove those kinds of things, especially the things that you have here concerning him? Change your mind about God. Change your mind about God. Would you tell somebody, change your mind about God? Shall we be on our feet? Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.